Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I gotta ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Nation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the community. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good afternoon and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and I'm here today with a special guest all the way from the West Coast. He is the founder of Koreatown Run Club. He is also the founder of Love Our Los Angeles. Became familiar with Dewey when I started seeing these covers out in the ether. And so I said, I've got to find out who this guy is. So join me in welcoming to the show, Mr. Dewey. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Dad. I'm good. I'm doing well. So how do you pronounce your last name? I didn't want to butcher it, man. Uh, you know, it's funny. A lot of people pronounce it differently. I feel like there's two ways. There's, there's three ways to say it. It's Win, New Win, New Win. Or, the Vietna- or the Vietnamese Wang Wang. But uh, win or new win is whichever is fine. What I mean, which nah nah? What's how do you, how do your parents how do you, how do your parents pronounce it? Uh, they say win, but like Nguyen. I feel like that way is the most like I would love for people to say it that way. I don't even say it that way just because it's pretty hard to pronounce. It's like using uh like a Vietnamese letter that is pronounced differently that we don't even Americans don't even like. It's very like throttle. So whichever works. New win. Did I say it correct? Nguyen. Yeah. Nguyen. Okay, yeah. Give it up for Dewey Nguyen. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Dad. I'm good. I'm doing well. Mm. Because I think I'm um, saying your name correctly is important. My last name, you see it there on the screen, is take a stab at it if you had to. If you had to go for it. Was it Der- Derek Oxley? What? Yeah. See, you got the last name Derek, like like Jeter and Oxley. You got it on the first try. Yeah. I don't know why it was so difficult. Uh, when I was going to school for people to to get the name correctly. But I'm I'm glad to have you on the show. For those people who don't know you, why don't you tell them a little about yourself, how you got started on this road to running, and what led you to give birth to Koreatown Run Club? Yeah, so I guess my journey in running is, you know, it wasn't, I don't think it was like many. I didn't run in school. You know, I didn't run in college. I didn't like running. You know, running to me was like punishment uh, during gym, like yeah. elementary school gym, not even like, you know, like I said, I didn't, I wasn't like, I didn't do athletics. I like sports and everything, but mm-hmm. it was just nothing um, uh, I was, I was really a part of. I came from more of a creative background. Um, but tying those two together, I was, uh, so I'm a photographer, I'm a filmmaker. I got an opportunity to go to Haiti to mm-hmm. document uh, this ultra marathons, 200 miles or yeah, 200 miles across uh, the country of Haiti uh, in, in seven days. 
Okay. And so I went there with, with the team and, and, uh, you know, I thought it was just like another job. Right. But spending all that time with all the runners and like seeing what running can do and how it brought everyone together and how powerful it was. Um, I knew it was something that I wanted to be a part of and something that really intrigued me. And even before I went there, um, I worked with my friend, Mike, and he's very tied into the community of Koreatown in Los Angeles. And I was, I was talking to him and like, Hey man, we should do like a, like a sport, like a soccer club or something. I, I'm into soccer. So I wanted to do something different than, um, than what Koreatown is known for, which is kind of like food and, and late night and parties and everything. So, so that's, we were talking, let's bring like a fitness aspect to it. So we wanted to do a soccer thing, which then led to after this trip, it turned into a run club. Okay. And from there, it kind of just grew into, to where we are now. Um, did my first marathon that year. So the run club has been around for maybe like four, four and a half years now. Okay. Um, I'd never ran more than, more than two miles in my life. Uh, and then later that year, we did our first marathon with the, with everybody, and kind of just grew from there. And yeah, like it's crazy. Running yeah, that's, is that's insane. You know, I don't know what it is about Haiti, but there is a there's a guy is a writer Ben Ben Fountain. I was, I don't know why I was thinking Franklin just because it was on my yeah. mind anyhow. But Ben Fountain he he went to Haiti. He was an attorney and he went to Haiti and he visited and he was fascinated by this country and he kept going back and he kept going back. So you got there and were you running or you were just like, oh man, well, this is. So it was called the Run Across Haiti. It's from an mm -hmm. organization called uh, Work. Okay. Um, and so their job is, or what they want to do is take families out of poverty one neighborhood at a time. So they work with a, a neighborhood called Manalas in mm -hmm. Port-au-Prince. And, you know, they just want to provide for them, whether it's bills, uh, medical, education, so that they, the families themselves, can lift themselves out of poverty. Mm. And so... To do that, we raised money and ran across the country. Um, they ran across the country. <laughs> I say I, I trucked across the country. You know, me, me and the guys are in the back of like pickup trucks with our cameras, hopping out and running now and then, you know, just to get the shot. But we would just mm -hmm. wave them goodbye, hop back in the truck and, and, and roll down. But actually, I went back every year, like you said, like it brings mm. you back. Uh, and it was a mix of the people, the running and, you know, the the experience itself and so actually i think my fourth time down i actually ran it and this was so i came back from the the job and we started the run club and i'd been running and i i went back each time and each time i ran a day a different day each year mm -hmm. so the first time i went you know i didn't run any days just like casually second time i went i ran 13 miles which is the most I ever ran. It was over a mountain. Uh, and then the, the, the third year I ran the 36 mile day, I think. Mm. And then the year after that, I was like, all right, I'm just going to do the whole, do the whole thing the next year. So I went back and, and we, we ran other people in the club too, went with me. Uh, and we ran the 200 miles and then this year we were supposed to do it again, but of course, coronavirus and everything, we had to postpone it, but mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. You go back yeah. every year. <laughs> yeah, he goes back. I mean, he kept talking. I bought the book based off of hearing the story. Um, I was like, tag on. Then I have a, a, a doctor who goes 
back every year and she provides, you know, medical assistance, et cetera. But uh, mm-hmm. it's just something fascinating about the country. And I was telling someone, I don't, I was having a, a, a conversation with uh, a family member that just recently got connected with who knows a little bit more about our history. And yeah. I couldn't understand, like, you know, you come from a different country and Haiti, for somehow or another, it was like, we're all I'm from Barbados. So people who are from the, the Caribbean islands, and you talk to someone that was from America, everybody said, oh, you must be from Jamaica. It's like, well, yeah. no, I'm from Barbados. But everybody was from a different country. But for somehow or another, I don't know where the thought came from, but Haiti just kept getting shitted on. And I was like, why? I, didn't, I couldn't understand why. But as I, you know, I got older, you start to realize, wow, you know, it's like they fought for their independence. I mean, and, you, and yeah. you're upset, but they didn't they tell us that part of the story, you know? Right. Yeah, they, they literally, this is a little island, well, like half of an island, right? Yeah, and they they fought and they won, right? Yeah. Um, which is crazy. I don't think people really realize that. And, you know, I got the opportunity to go to, like, the, the Museum of Haiti in Port-au-Prince, and I definitely learned a lot there. But mm-hmm. it's it's a beautiful country, and I don't think people people see that. You know, they think yeah. of the earthquake. You know, when you say Haiti, they think of mm-hmm. the earthquake. Um, and it's I think it's the most... Uh, it's the poorest country on this side of the, like the Eastern hemisphere or whatever it is, mm-hmm. Northern hemisphere, Southern hemisphere, but um, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful country. Yeah. There's a lot going for it. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I seen it again. Um, I'm a big 007 fan, I guess maybe because my parents, you know, watched it. So we told my Sean Connery or whatever. So now I just, I kept the tradition alive. And so I'm like, Oh, they did one and, and he was in Haiti. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> so you, you're, you're, um, you start on this road, you, you go and you start this run club and you've been running and then you decide um, what prompted the, you to start making the, the covers. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I feel like I've made so many. I don't even re- really remember the first, the first one. Um, but obviously with the Black Lives uh, BLM movement going on, you know, and we live in LA. It's it's pretty diverse, right? So I don't I'm, mm-hmm. I don't really think about, but I'm from the South as well. I'm from Virginia, so mm-hmm. I've definitely gone through, um, kind of a part of my life where it was just like racism was very prevalent. Like mm-hmm. I was, I saw it, uh, I witnessed it, I felt it. Um, but then moving to LA, it, it kind of like you know I was older and you know everyone's more diverse here and like more, you know you don't talk about it as much. Yeah. And that's great, but I think it's also uh, problematic. It kind of makes you forget what the rest of the world is like or what the rest of the country is like and the world is like. Mm -hmm. Um, And with the run club, you know, we're a pretty diverse club. We don't, we don't really advocate like diversity just because we are, you know, like, yeah. innately the world is diverse you know there's like in america like 60 percent of people are white and 40 percent of people are everybody else no 40 percent of people are white and 60 percent is everybody else so mm-hmm. the ma- minority is the majority right um but then with everything going on i was like this is like a real a real movement i think um you know it's happened before nameless uh countless of others uh, black people have been gunned down, murdered, and mm-hmm. you know there's some there's like discourse on it, and there's conversation on it, but it, te- it kind of dies down eventually. 
Yeah. Um, but I think right now we're in a very important time in history where, you know, there is like, you can feel it, right. You can feel this change and you can see this change. Um, and honestly, when we start, when I did the covers, it probably was just something on Instagram. Um, obviously as runners, um, keep, I think keeping track, I'm going to butch, I'm going to forget the, the Instagram handle, but keeping track. Yeah. It. yeah. It was keeping track, right. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And he's keeping track. These guys did a study of, uh, like the runners world covers, all the runners world covers. And, you know, I feel like you talk to any person of color that runs, you're like, yeah, we know, already know that, you know, runners world, it's not very diverse, but mm -hmm. it's the biggest magazine and, you know, it's just there. So we read it, whatever we see it, but, um, it wasn't until that Instagram post that they posted up and it was shared a bit and I saw it and, you know, I just, I put my girlfriend on it first. Um, and I put another black runner in LA first and then, you know, I was like, Oh, maybe it'd be cool to just to do a couple other runners. So mm -hmm. I did a post, I did a couple other friends and I just said like, if anyone wants one, let me know. And I think from there, it kind of just snowballed into, I don't know, like 200 something covers for people mm -hmm. all over the world. And you were asking for them to then uh, uh, make a donation toward for, for charity. Yeah. yeah. First it was just, you know, I didn't, I didn't think too much of it. It wasn't like a campaign. It was just something fun to do. Organic. Something that would mm -hmm. like share the message, but also like, you know, it, it feels good to see yourself on there. Um, and it feels even better to see yourself a person of color on there because you feel like you represent you know your people right everybody mm -hmm. who hasn't been represented and so at first it was just like a fun thing to do to you know get a message like thank you so much um mm -hmm. this is so important to me but then honestly i thought about it a little more um and so many people were coming in with a request so i was like well if if, if i'm going to keep doing this you know i think it should be it should go to a better cause and just um, or why not make it go, why not spread it even more than just, look, this is my representation. This is my people on the cover. Mm -hmm. Why not also, you know, if you're willing to do it, like donate. And it wasn't like in exchange. It was like, if you can, yeah. um, like make a donation. So I think and that people, helped out a lot. How have people been receptive to the whole idea of donate to a charity? Um, I think, you know, everyone's down. I think everyone's down for it. I didn't make it. I didn't ask for the money themselves, so I don't honestly have proof that they donated it, but mm -hmm. I'm gonna, even if they didn't, you know, everyone has a different, has a different um, circumstance in their life, if they yeah. can or they can't. But um, everyone was receptive for receptive um, about it. Um, I, I can't imagine everyone did, but um, mm -hmm. everyone did donate, but I think that was just like an added bonus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So ha ha has uh, Runner's World reached out to you? Uh, kind of, sort of. So one of the, um, I guess he's the editor, not the editor-in-chief. I don't think they have one at the moment, but he's mm -hmm. like a runner-in-chief. So I noticed he started following me. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the middle of it, I messaged him and I told him, uh, you know, although I'm sure he knows that this is all happening and I'm sure he knows that, um, runner's world isn't a very diverse publication mm -hmm. i have seen in the in the past year i think they've been making some efforts to to being more diverse um i was 
I worked with them a few times in the past and I saw, you know, they had hired some other people and um, I was noticing more of my friends and people that looked like me and my friends, um, people of color in the magazine on the, maybe not on the covers, but in the magazine itself. Mm-hmm. And so I, I told him, I was like, Hey, I don't want to make this like, like forget runner's world. Like I'm not just like canceling runner's world. I, you know, I think a part of this is like holding them accountable and just letting them know, like a reminder, like, you know, we're here and, and we're watching. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important. And you no, know, he was very, he understood. He was very for it. Um, he actually told me, I was like, yeah, I did a, he asked me how many I've done. And I told him I did, I've been averaging maybe like, uh, 12, he told me I did like a decade a day from the numbers I gave him. Cause mm-hmm. he was, I, th- I thought it was like 12 issues a month, but I guess it's six issues a month. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's pretty intense. So I have, I have a, um, I wouldn't say I'm he, he, ha, ha funny, but I, when I started running, like, I guess like most people, you know, you pick up a magazine and you, you know, I'm I'm a sneakerhead. And so yeah. now I want to find out about a different sneaker. So my main focus was, okay, when is, when are the new sneakers coming out? Let me, let me right. get the magazine for the sneakers and I'll, you know, and I'll, browse through it and find out about, you know, working out or what I should do, lift or cross training or whatever. But it was mainly for the sneakers. Yeah. And once I figured out where I could get my sneaker haul it fixed from, I just went to went to the source, you know. So that that was that that's that was it for me. But so I stopped buying the magazine. I was like, well, part of me is I get the whole, you know, I want to see myself on the cover. And just, I, I, I have mixed feelings about like the cancel culture and mm-hmm. like, that's their business, you know, right? So like, you can't, like, it's like coming into to your house and saying, you know, do it, you know, I, 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 I would prefer if we're doing the interview, if you could get some red curtains to put up. Yeah, yeah. Just to represent red, red is, you know, would be, it would just look better with our background. Like, what? Right. How do you come to somebody's house and tell them to start changing? Yeah. You know, things in their house, it's their house. That's what they want to do. But they should know or should be aware of it, I guess. And um, so part of me is like, well, you know, if you do, cool. If not, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I think people, you know, it was when, when we, I started making the, the covers and unfortunately I wasn't able to like speak and discuss with everyone like why we were doing this. So I, I honestly had like a copy and pasting, I would say. And I'd remind them like why like this isn't, isn't necessarily about runner's world. Like this is, we're not just like dissing this magazine. It's about being represented in general. Um, so I reminded them that I reminded this isn't about, you know, your five seconds of fame to be on this cover. Um, and like, if you can donate to these causes or a cause that you, uh, you want to want to see. Um, and I think, you know, some people just replied with a thank you mm-hmm. um, for the cover. Um, and then other people, um, I feel like they just wanted the cup. They didn't know why I was doing this. You know, I think somewhere the message got lost and it was just, oh, message this guy for, for a cover on runner's world. And I feel like some people either thought it was like, I worked for runner's world or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people didn't really know the message. And I think, you know, there were some emails I got where I was, you know, it was either a white person or, or someone who was white passing that messaged me 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of conflicted almost to be like, should I make you this cover? Like, I don't want to like ask you what race you are, you know, cause I yeah. know <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people can be mixed or can look one way or whatever. Um, so g- generally I would just make it for them and assume mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever. But there was one guy who, he was French living in London. And I knew that cause his Instagram said that. Mm-hmm. And so he, he was very European. He looked white. Um, and I think he was the only guy that I said, uh, Hey, like, not why, why do you want one? Um, mm-hmm. well, I asked him why he want, wanted one and he said, you know, I want to be represented. Um, but then I said, um, yeah, just send over any like photos of your friends or whoever, you know, a person of color. And he, he was kind of confused because I don't think he understood just like a translation thing. Um, but, uh, after I explained it to him, he was like, oh, I, yeah, don't, I don't want to be a part of it. Cause that's not, you know. Mm-hmm. me being on that isn't a part of it's gonna make it's the problem you know like yeah. i'm not a part of the yeah so he understood but i think a lot of people you know the the message kind of got i think might have gotten lost and that's and that's initially. why i wanted to that's why i wanted to that's why i reached out to you because i wanted to um not a sort of a, a, a gotcha moment but i wanted to i'm always fascinated by what causes someone to take an action that they're not getting anything in return for. Cause usually people are like, well, what's in it for me? You know, I'm doing this so I could get this thing, yeah. you know, but when you start doing something, I'm like, well, okay, he's doing this. This takes time. So, you know, yeah. now you're going, once you, you, once you have the template set up, but not, it takes time to create and you're creating for random strangers that you don't know. And so I'm like, there's something about this individual. So let me find out. So rather than, you know, okay, I read the, you sent me the information first. You sent me, so I went yeah. through and went to keeping track and listened to the podcast. And I said, well, I want to hear from, from Dewey. I want to know why Dewey, um, why Dewey created the pages. Um, yeah. I, 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 I think it's, it's important to kind of, you know, ask yourself what you're doing in this situation. Um, like what, where are you in this movement? Are you just a bystander? Are you, are you a part of it? Are you a part of which part of it are you, you know, are you mm-hmm. with it? Are you against it? Um, and I think, you know, being, having your own run club, we're kind of used to, you know, doing things for the community. Um, so it was never, uh, it was like a sense of purpose. Well, now I, you know, we, we do this for our community. We're able to do, to highlight runners of color, different, runners of, uh, you know, different body types, you know, can this translate into something like Instagram where, you know, I don't know this person in Brazil, they don't run with us, they don't have that experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but can I change how they view themselves? Um, Can I, can I make an impact, not just in the, in our small community in LA, but Mm -hmm. around the world? Um, And also, you know, I've got a lot of free time now <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with COVID and everything. So yeah, once a template was, was there, you know, mm-hmm. it was just saving, putting it in, changing some colors, changing the name, sending yeah. it off. And I was like, man, that little, those three minutes it takes me to do that. Um, and the reaction I get from it, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's worth it. Um, so yeah, no, I guess I never even thought of a, 
it was fun to do, honestly, too. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like the only time I would kind of sigh and be like, oh my goodness, is when I would ask for a high res photo. And there's some nerdy stuff on the side. Yeah. I'd ask for a high res photo and then I'd get like a small, like, <laughs> what am I going to do with this? From a phone and be like, oh, all right, I'll just. I'll just use this instead of asking for another one. It just take too much longer. Yeah, but everyone yeah. everyone was happy with it. Yeah. I I, I used to do these um, weekly race recaps. And I would say, send me a landscape um, video. Because I yeah. don't want, I wanted to fill up the whole screen. Right. And then you would get a portrait video. And so it's behind the scenes. I'm not, you know, I would mention it. But in a nice way. But when I received yeah, the yeah. video, like, now what, what am I going to do? I didn't ask for this. <laughs> What am I gonna do with this? But yeah. and so it's it's interesting to see how you've how you've taken this, and I guess it means a lot. So part of me is when when I think about the running community, and I think about millennials coming up, Gen Z, and if you think about you know it's, oh you know we they they they're so entitled, and you know we gave you know, everybody gets a trophy, and so yeah. when I think about like the you said we get participation medals, you know, and we're proud about our participation medals come Monday because you see people posting their their medal from, from yeah. the race and they participated. Those are participation medals. You didn't win unless you won. Yeah. But most of us, and we're proud about <laughs> our medals. And it's, this is this feeling, I guess, as, as adults, I guess there's some sort of pride in seeing yourself on, on a magazine. And seeing yourself represented, I guess, as a young person coming by and it's like, wow, like we said earlier, you said earlier, you know, it's not something you, you didn't run. Like I didn't, and if I did run, it was suicides as punishment for, yeah. you know, but I think this, there's something that you get from running. Now that I think there's something that you, that you, that the camaraderie, the, the health benefits, there's so much that comes from it. And if you can kind of translate that and share that with, with, young people coming up and so they I guess if the only way they're gonna see is if they see it on a magazine or they see it on TV or they yeah. find out that yo it's cool they see you running through the community it's like yo I wanna be a part of you know career running. Yeah. I think it's interesting too a lot of the the people that asked for for photos were like, you know, people like my mom's my mom's age, right? Mm -hmm. Um people I feel like when you start running, you know, as a millennial or or, or when you're younger, you know if you're running by yourself, like no one's taking photos of you. Right. Um, but then you run, if you run a marathon, you just, you know, maybe buy or, or take a photo of the mm -hmm. photo on the screen of your like marathon photo. But if you run with like a group and you know, it's, it's easy to get, you get all these photos like from DSLR cameras, like nice high quality photos. And then you're kind of only expect like I'm only going to post like nice photos of me running. Like you get used to that. Um, uh, and with a lot of older runners that asked for this, you know, this was their first, their first time, like getting something like this, mm -hmm. you know, like they get, they get their medals, but this is the first time they have like a, um, you know, a nice, depending on the photo they sent me, but like a mm -hmm. nice visual representation of like, um, something that they're proud of and, and, and have a, have a strong belief in, you know, just yeah. the representation. Yeah, that that was. Uh, I think it's. I, I think about the feeling as as I'm going through some of the the, the photos. I'm like, this. These are a ton. Because I went to the page. I'm like, page filled up. And there's like stories. Yeah. Representation matters. And it just it's just like continuing to go and yeah and grow. And one of the comments was like, 
I don't know who what y'all doing over there at Runners World, but y'all need to hire this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I remember seeing uh you know, making the individual cover, you know, you spend some time with it, you see it, you're like you're reading the little um the captions and everything but it wasn't until I, I put them all next to each other or i saw them all next to each other that i actually felt myself like like wow this is powerful you know mm-hmm. um and these are like my friends the first ones i made you know I, I know these people i took some of these photos but seeing them next to each other um in that context in that with the runner's world with the magazine on it like making it like official mm-hmm. like you know cheesy corny whatever but like you know you can almost see you could see a world where this exists yeah um and i think that's important yeah i think if um whether they do or don't just the the whole part of me was not how to um not like a just just not angry but like i know this it's like somebody telling you something that you already know as if it's brand new you know, it's right. like that to me becomes like, no, we, we just had this conversation. Why would you make it seem like you're just hearing this for the first time? No, this is this has been going on for yeah. a while. So it, that part of it became like, like, I know this is not new. Like, you didn't have to go. I actually did a video because I just thought it was funny. I had magazines laying around the house. I was yeah, yeah, curious yeah. to see what was going to what was going to show up. So it wasn't brand new. And then, then hearing people anec- anecdotal stories, um, I think during the podcast, she had mentioned something about while she was expecting um, that the following year, they did this whole special on this other woman as if it was the first time it was ever done. And it's those kinds of things that just kind of, that, I think that's what made me sort of like upset. It's like, well, it's nice. I'm on the on, mm-hmm. on the cover. Dewey's doing this. People are getting a good feeling and seeing themselves. But at some point, like you're you're not waiting around for a run group. It's like, well, I want to. You you're, you're a take action type of person. Yeah. You know? And so I think that there are people who are like, you know, I'm not going to wait around for for someone to do something. I'm go- This is what I feel like I can do in my in my sphere, and so I'm going to step out and yeah. and take some sort of action. So I, I definitely. It's like, yeah, this is, um, this is, this is a unique guy, man. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of, I saw a lot of comments saying like, you know, Runner's World isn't like our magazine, you know, it's just the, it's the, the biggest mainstream one. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people were saying, oh, let's make our own magazine. Um, but I think, you know, I feel like there are magazines out there that are more represent, like running magazines and publications and um, things in the media that are more representative of of uh of the world um that feature people of color and um and showcase black runners and i just don't think that they're they're as visible and i think what whatever we can do to like promote them um you know i think is a step in the right direction yeah and uh you know i was was talking to my friend jason after i had we had seen all of these covers um and we were kind of getting you know you had a good point of like seeing it understanding it but also being like a little frustrated with it mm-hmm. um and so he was like we gotta like I, I also posted something on my instagram just kind of seeing what people would say but i asked like who's the most influential runner in 2020 um and i had a lot of you know um a lot of 
different people with like personal stories and like, you know, of like Kipchoge, like all these, all these answers. And I feel like the most influential runner was Ahmad Arbery, mm-hmm. right? He like, he was one of the people, one of the, the only runner um, that contributed unfortunately to this whole to the movement going on right now yeah um and to say he's you know he's the one that should be on the cover um if runner's world did any put any black person on the cover it should have been him Mm -hmm. um and so like putting seeing his face on the cover once we made that was very like it was almost like man i don't want to make any any more covers like this is the cover yeah yes i I, since the, the, the conversation is starting i just hope that it um that it continues, and I, I guess the people not to walk away from that and say, "No, I want my own. I want to do my own." And there's nothing wrong with with that. Yeah. Um, but starting it just because I don't want to be a part of something else. But starting human, like I want to. You want to have other voices. You people, you should have. Because the last time I went to the stand, I only saw two magazines: um, Runner's World and then Running Times. I don't know what else is out there now, but yeah. those are the only two. And then Running Times just looked... It's like the Pepsi of... Yeah. It's, of oh, I like time. Pepsi, man. It's the Coke. Oh, I like I'm sorry. It's the Coke. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's almost like a knockoff, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so th- th- those, those were the only two. So it's not like you really have other options, but you have so many different voices and creative people within the running community that, you know, sizes, shapes, yeah, I think it's, I think it's important to, to have the represent, excuse me, the representation out there. So, yeah. you know, any, any closing words, what's next for you um, once the world opens back up? Oh man, start running with my friends again. Mm-hmm. Uh, travel, uh, go to all the majors. <laughs> Um, and funny enough, during the middle of all this, my friend and I were actually working on our own kind of running magazine, mm-hmm. um, just kind of to kind of see what runners were doing during COVID. Um, and then, you know, the whole runners world cover thing happened and it took some of my time, but, uh, hopefully, you know, I'll, we'll be putting out a magazine of our own, um, hopefully soon. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was putting it out in the ether and saying, rather than wait for someone to uh, put it on the cover, I said, this guy's obviously equipped to, you know, digitally to do it. And I'm sure there there are tons of writers and videographers, you know, someone hosting a pot. You just have so many different voices out there that to be able to offer an alternative. And I think once, once somebody has, and it's good for competition. I think it's just good when you just have Coke and Pepsi, it's like, okay, those are my two choices, you know? Yeah. So having a variety is cool, man, rather than just having, a, you know, just one option out there available for, for people to kind of go to. So Definitely. You know, I appreciate you, man, taking the time. Before I go, though, where can folks go see this, the, video, the, the movie that you guys did um, while you were in oh. Haiti? For Haiti, oh man! Yeah. Uh, if you if you go on, let me look it up just so I don't mess this up. If you go to dowork.org, you can learn about the the organization. And if you go to the if you just type in 
run across Haiti video mm -hmm. on Google or something. I'm I'm sure it'll pop up. Okay. Or or uh, North Face. Sorry. Run across Haiti. Okay, I see it there. Got you. And it was do work, right? Yeah. Do work dot org. Do work dot org. Type in like run across Haiti 2017 or 2018. Any, any of those video, you'll, you'll be able to find it. Okay, cool. Well, Dewey, thank you so very much for being on the show. I certainly appreciate it, man. And I know those guys. If you haven't gone on and, and donated, make sure you, you contribute to charity. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a good one.